0: My name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. People who have been longtime followers of me through social media or through the podcast know that I kind of have eclectic interests, probably, you know, uh, especially when it comes to Catholicism. Sometimes I like featuring lesser known saints or um, things like that, just uh, kind of bringing them to the forefront. Uh, another thing that I like doing, especially you know, with the podcast, with the different social media things that I do is, I especially like highlighting fellow Wisconsinites, their works, their projects. So uh, on the podcast I've had on a few times, an author named Amanda Lauer, who lives in the greater Green Bay area. I've talked to other Wisconsinites and there is another Wisconsinite that I've become familiar with through YouTube. He has a YouTube channel, releases a video every week. I kind of uh, began to follow him because we both had a video about a particular place, the St. Philomena Grotto or Shrine, the National Shrine of St. Philomena in Briggsville, Wisconsin. So when I would click on my video, he would be a suggested video. And so like I watched his video and all of these things. So so that's how I, I began to follow because then I click subscribe. This is the YouTube click hole is that you follow. So you watch a video, then you're like, Oh, I want to look at more. And then you click subscribe and then you see their content. So uh, that's exactly what I did when it comes to Al McCulley and his project fish on Fridays. I looked him up. I thought, you know what? This would be a great uh, episode podcast for, for how they love Mary to release also on YouTube, whatnot. He's doing YouTube stuff. I'm trying to do YouTube stuff. I thought it would all work out. So I'm very happy that Al is joining me today. I found out that he is a religious ed coordinator. I hope I'm right uh, down in the Milwaukee area. And, uh, And so I contacted him through their church website, through the contact form. He replied, we've been dialoguing since. And now he's here with us today on How They Love Mary. So thanks so much, Al, for joining me today.
1: I'm glad to be here, Father Edward. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful to meet you. I've seen your face on YouTube, <laughs> watched your stuff. You know, we kind of have a different a different style of YouTubing, if you will. Like I'm all about capturing B-roll and then doing like a voiceover. And so I try to tell the story of the place through the voiceover and then corresponding my voiceover to the images, you know, on sure. the as I'm telling the story. Uh, you, from what I've noticed, it's kind of like, you know, you're the, let's call it on-air personality. That's what we call it in the industry. And so you're talking, and then maybe you have some B-roll that follows behind you, or you're you're fancy, you have stuff on the side and things like that. So <laughs> anyways, so it, it's been a joy just to watch the things you're doing. And, and your little apostolate, your, your media work that you're doing on YouTube is called fish on fridays which is a very clever title of course catholics on fridays during lent will eat fish that's it's obligatory it's the other thing too that you know throughout the year catholics are supposed to abstain as well throughout the year or they could do another suitable form of penance according to the canon law Sometimes I think it's just easier to do the fish on Fridays than try to figure (laughs) out what another suitable penance is. So, uh, But I think that's probably where your your name came from. So, But can you maybe just say, how is it that you decided fish on Fridays as you were going through kind of maybe, I'm sure you, your wife, other people, you were brainstorming and and that's the (laughs) one you arrived at. So what was that process like in naming your channel? Well, it, it, the name of the channel and the
1: idea for the podcast or for the web series really came all at the same time. And it was one of those silver linings from the COVID experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I taught in high school, Pius Eleventh High School, for 24 years. I taught theology and history. And um, I did a lot of adult formation at parishes around the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And one of the parishes was St. Anthony on the Lake in Pewaukee, which is what, where I'm employed right now as the director of adult faith formation. And... Um, Long story short, they asked if I'd be interested in that position and, 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 you know, five years later, I'm still in it and I'm loving it because I get to now work with adults. And, um, I was about nine months into the job when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a series, it was a Bible series with a lot of adults and, um, it was during Lent. It was in March of 2019, of 2020 and, uh, before we shut down and, uh, there was a question that was asked of me, but why do we eat fish on Fridays? That was one of the why why Fridays? Why fish? You know what that was just the question. And it's it's a normal question. I'm assuming you've heard of that question in your in your priesthood, in your ministry.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. And then you get the answer. Like people will be like, Oh, well, the fish industry was struggling. Oh my gosh, it just it drives me nuts. Created this and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I I think there's actually a better answer than that.
1: Much better answer. Historically,
0: maybe it's true. I don't know. Maybe there's an element, like, you know, sometimes they say there's elements of truth in lots of things. So maybe there's an element of truth there, but of course we can spiritualize it a lot better than that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So what happened was when we were shut down, I looked for a way that I could still be in contact with and minister to the adults that I'd been serving. And so, um, I made a connection with a former student of mine who is now a teacher in a Catholic school in her own right in Minnesota. And she has an expertise in the tech field that I don't. And um, so I told her about my idea and she said, Well, I'd be happy to help you with that. So her name is Emily Shimoleski, and she's been helping me ever since. So when you talk about the B roll and having the little images that appear to my side and stuff, I, I supply the images to Emily and she's the one who puts them on and gets the little logo in the corner. So I'd like to take credit for that, but it's not me. But when we named the series, I just, that for some reason, that question about, you know, why do we have, why do we eat fish on Fridays just kind of stuck with me. I said, that'd be probably a cool name for a, for a webcast or a web, web series. So I just, that was it. That was the, the, the genesis of it, if you will.
0: So before this, uh, as I was getting ready for the show, I Google, or not Google, I YouTube, I put it in the YouTube <laughs> search feature. I, I said, uh, you know, fish on Fridays, you know, just to find your channel. And uh, do you know that someone else started like f- a fish channel or something like that, maybe releasing on Fridays or something, but it's like talking about um, records and old releases and things like that. So, so you're kind of like hidden within that. They came <laughs> up first actually, even though I subscribed to your channel. So I thought that was, right. interesting. but, but yeah, so it is unique. It's clever. It captures a Catholic identity. I think right. someone that comes across fish on Fridays Uh, it's not like in your face Catholic, but I think it's enough if you know about Catholic practices during Lent, uh, that then you're like, oh, this must be some sort of faith-based Catholic, uh, initiative. So, um, what do you make of the, the fish throughout the year on Fridays, you know, kind of the other suitable penance, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a good practice to
1: have you know, after Vatican II, it was, it was, you know, a suitable penance is the key, not just fish, because there are a lot of more and more people, it seems who are vegetarian, vegan, uh, who may not, or may not eat fish for any number of, I'm sorry, who may not eat meat for any number of reasons. Um, So eating fish isn't really a penance for them, you know, it might be something that's, I do it anyway, so there's no difference. So I think the stress on a suitable penance is, is the thing to do, you know, some kind of, um, uh, something that you can do to remind you a change in your prayer life, uh, a change in your um how you interact with the people you work with or live with, uh, those kind of penances. I always look to St. Teresa of Lisieux. If you've watched enough of my episodes, I mention her a lot because she's my favorite. But finding those little ways um to, to, to do God's will without seeking recognition or any kind of notoriety for it, um, that really appeals to me. So but no, I'm I'm all for it. I think that the the idea of keeping penance in our in our Front uh, front of our minds is important, not because woe is me, I'm a terrible person, as much as it is remembering um, with humility our relationship with God.
0: Yeah, definitely. So you started these videos, then, as you mentioned during the COVID years, uh, as a way to do faith formation for your parish, and right. it kind of evolved, right? So um, you probably have people like me that discover it by accident. So where do you get your ideas? for the things that you decide to feature?
1: Well, um, there's, there are thousands of saints, so you'll never run out. <laughs> That's one thing um, I love. Like you said at the beginning, I love talking about saints, especially saints. If somebody will ask me, hey, have you ever heard of so Saint so-and-so? And if I don't know them or know very little about them, it's just the nature of how I've always been that I want to know. And so I will research, I will learn, I will read, and then I will present it so other people know who that person is. Um, there's no shortage of church teachings either, but as you can imagine, I get, I get people all the time who will say to me, Hey, have you ever done an episode on fill in the blank? And it's like, no, I haven't. I'm going to consider that. So there's a lot of different sources for, uh, for the, the topics that we
0: cover. Yeah. So, uh, as you've done these and I know we were talking, I think you're coming up with your 200th episode sometime soon. So, you know, that's exciting. And it shows, first of all, your commitment to continuing to do this um, and and so forth. So um, in the 200 episodes, like what are some of the ones that really stand out to you that you're like, I was really maybe one that you're really proud of, one that you're happy you did. You know, I don't know. Just share share a few episodes that you kind of delighted in. Well,
1: before I answer that, let me just say my mother-in-law watches pardon the pun, watches them religiously. And if nobody ever watches them, but my mother-in-law, I'm going to keep making them for her. (laughs) So, um, but, um, I, the one I'm most proud of is going to sound really strange. Uh, I, let me, let me back up. The one I'm most proud of is, um, but that's a tough question (laughs) because there are a lot that I'm very, I'm very happy about. I love the Christmas messages. Um, I think those every year I do a Christmas message. Um, I think the thing I'm most proud of isn't really an episode as much as it is the collaborative nature of Fish on Fridays. What people see is my face, but it's Emily Shmulewski who who puts it all together to make it look good. The if you if you watch an episode any episode the the um, little graphic of the fish and the logo was made by a man named Andy Bernier. He was a former colleague of mine, an art teacher at Pius. He is a graphic artist. I reached out to him. Uh, the music you hear at the beginning, the intro and the outro, Ode to Joy is a jazzy version of Ode to Joy. A, a former student of mine, Augie Haas, who lives in New York, he's a professional musician, a trumpet player. I I texted him, called him and I said, hey, would you give me a 10 second intro to Ode to Joy? Well, he got his band together and they did an arrangement, a 45 second arrangement. It's just awesome. So I'm very proud of the fact that all of these relationships, none of us work in a bubble none of us work in a vacuum we all do God's work in communion and um I, I'm reminded of that literally every time I start an episode I think this is not just about al's show it's it's about all of us but the episode that sticks out to me is gonna the most is going to sound strange to you if you look behind me on the shelf there's a bottle of jagermeister if there's one episode one episode I get comments on about more than any other by far it's It's the question about why I have a bottle of Jägermeister behind me. Now, my son-in-law, our son-in-law, Dominic, is a hunter, third-generation hunter. It's part of the culture of their family. And he uh, had mentioned something about the patron saint of hunters, and I didn't know who that was. So I did some research at St. Hubert, and I looked up about St. Hubert, and the story very briefly is that St. Hubert was, he skipped Good Friday services to go hunting. And as he was out hunting, he sees this stag, a prize stag that he is going to bag And as he's about to shoot, he sees the crucifix glowing in between the antlers of the stag. And it reminds him of the priority that he's missing out on by not going to services. And he gives up his life of, you know, frivolous life, and he goes back to church. Now, what's interesting about that is Jägermeister, which is a, a, a booze a type of, I don't even know what you call it, what kind of booze it is, but it's some kind of alcohol. They have that logo of the stag with the cross. That's their logo. And Jägermeister means master hunter. And so on the episode, I've never tasted Jägermeister in my life. But on the episode, I went to a liquor store. I found a bottle so I could hold up the bottle and show the logo on the the episode. And then at the end, I did a shot of it just to try it. And with all due respect to the Jagermeister people, it was awful. I hated it, but I capped it. And I put it back on the shelf there just to remind myself that I did it, but I can't tell you how many people will watch. It'll come up to me and say, is that a battle of Jagermeister on your shelf? Why do you have that on a Catholic web series? So there you go. It's always a chance to evangelize and tell about St. Hubert.
0: <laughs> yeah. is that interesting? And I was in Canterbury in England, uh, a few months ago now. And as I was walking the, the cathedral, uh, there, there was this uh, image, and so I'm gonna add to Saint Hubert. But this is kind of a an obscure one. I was gonna make a post about this during deer hunting, and then I never got to it. So it kind of like goes on the list of things for next year or whatever. Which is interesting <laughs> because, like, I record footage so often. Um, like this year, I plan on doing a video about Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico. Well, I went there last July, so it would have been just better for me to do footage from our lady of guadalupe release it talk about it last year but like life is busy You, i yep. didn't get to it and then That's i just sit on it i'm like oh we'll just do it next year so so okay. it's just kind of funny how some of those things happen but so in canterbury the legend of saint eustace right. so painted about so this is a painting but there's saint eustace which i think is different than hubert But uh, reading from the bottom, the story of Saint Eustace and his family from the second century is illustrated. It begins with his conversion um, and a vision of the crucified Jesus and the antlers of a of a hunted stag. So, so Saint Eustace had the same experience as Saint Hubert. So, then if you begin to think about it, how many other individuals that were hunters maybe had this encounter of Christ? So, so it's not isolated now. Correct. You know, if you're a skeptic, if you reject faith and Christianity and want to try to say all this is for naught, well, maybe you would say, well, St. Hubert made up his story because he knew the story of Saint. Eustace and Saint Hubert, that really didn't happen to him. But you know what? St. Hubert ended up becoming a priest. He ended up becoming a bishop. he right. his life was completely changed. So you can't say that he didn't see the crucified Jesus, but but uh, it's interesting, you know, because when I saw that in, in in Canterbury, I just thought to myself, I'm like, wow, just to realize God did this once in the in the second century, he probably uh, did it so many other times too. So so oh, as absolutely. you do these things, you yourself learn
1: oh, absolutely fantastically. I and I knew the story of Eustace, but my son-in-law mentioned Hubert by name. that's why I focused on him and his story, but of course, you know, he's he-
0: the most popular one
1: correct and to your point you know god god didn't gift just one person with the stigmata you know there it it, it, it's it's grace given to different people in different times for a reason um so just because it's done once doesn't mean it can't be done again if god communicates to a hunter in this way that's that's god's will you know (laughs) so
0: yeah so uh you are a content creator i'm a content creator and i think sometimes when we do this content creation i i don't know your method For me, it's a a Google Doc where I just have a running list of things that I'd be interested in maybe doing. And then when I secure stuff, I put it there or whatever. So my method, a Google Doc uh, in terms of content creation. But I think sometimes, too, as we're thinking about, well, what, what should I be doing? What should I create next? What could I share? and uh you know the same goes for a podcast like i'm always looking for podcast guests that's why i'm honored that you're joining me for what began as an audio podcast and now we're releasing video the video interview along with it on youtube but uh for how they love mary and so um in terms of content creation i think that we can have series like we're like oh maybe i should just do a series on this and so going through your channel i saw at one point you did kind of maybe an art history or art reflection where you took some different picture paintings from caravaggio and you kind of taught about them so so that was one of the series but i'm just curious do you have other series or kind of like oh you know i'm gonna do these type of videos for a few weeks just to see what happens with them
1: um yes really there's not an overall plan, other than if I don't have a specific episode in mind, I try to coincide with feast days that I can release. So last Friday, I released, uh, we released the, the, uh, an episode about St. John of Damascus, who was a doctor of the church, and he was a proponent of the use of icons for praying. Mm-hmm. His feast day is December 4th, so I, 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 we dropped it the Friday before so that it would kind of coincide closely with his feast day. But we do a lot of art. I teach in my work, I teach using art, not just Caravaggio, although he's my absolute favorite. Um, I do a lot of different, uh, use a lot lot of different art to communicate, uh, to affirm faith and to teach faith. And so there are a lot of episodes that I will sprinkle in. And oftentimes if I get two or three pieces, I'll just do two or three in a row. Um, The other series that I've done is like, for instance, I did a two-parter on the apostles. Uh, You can't fit all that in one episode. I did a two-parter on Vatican II. Uh, those kinds of things. So, and I'll, I'll mention it. I'll say just so you know, this is the first of two parts. Next week, I'll release that. Now, a year later, people can watch them in whatever order they'd like to. Um, but that's that was the intention of making them. I try to stay close to the liturgical calendar if I can, but short of that, I follow up with ideas that that are even given either given to me or something that I come up with. But the difference between a web series and a podcast is a podcast can be more timely. So if somebody, if this was a podcast that I had and somebody said, can you do a, a, an episode about angels? I'm just throwing that out there. I could I could do that on the fly and say the next episode, maybe I will do that. Next, next conversation with a web series. And because I have somebody who helps me produce this, I have to work ahead a few episodes. So I'll try to do, you know, I will try to film um, three or four episodes ahead and get them to, thank God for technology, I'll get them to Emily who lives in Minnesota and she will do her magic. And then we can drop them on the given Friday that we've scheduled, so.
0: You only release on Friday, you don't put out content any other day of the week? That's correct. Fish on Fridays, I figured let's be consistent. (laughs) So. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned about John Damascene, for example, so yeah. kind of in your own YouTubing then as, as you're a YouTuber and web series content creator, etc. like it's good that you dropped it on a Friday before John Damascene right. because uh, now people, they go to mass on, you know, they go to mass on December 3rd and they'll be like, oh, John Damascene. I wonder if, you know, my priest didn't talk much about him and what are they right. going to do? Well, they might go to YouTube and they might type in John Damascene and then you're going to show up maybe um, because you're a more recently released video. You're going to be at the top and people are going to watch it. So so in terms of metrics, that might even be helping you uh, if you're doing something in advance of it. You know, Sure.
1: Now, there are exceptions to that. So, for instance, this Friday, we'll be dropping the episode about St. Ambrose. Well, his feast day is on the 7th. Yeah. The eighth is the Immaculate Conception. Uh, and I did an episode on the Immaculate Conception. It was one of the first we did, actually. But um, so so sometimes it doesn't work perfectly, but it's very close still to the to the feast day of, of St. Ambrose. So, you know, but yeah, I always try to do it a few days ahead if I can, because I just think it gives time for people, like you said, to reflect prior to mass, whatever the case is. Um, you know, November was an interesting month because we had so many feast days. Uh, Our Lady of Cabejo, we had Our Lady of Miraculous Medal. we had um, uh, the visionary of that, uh, Catherine Laboure on the 28th, 27th to 28th, respectively. So I, those I dropped early in November. Um, so it give people plenty of time to, you know, to prepare, if you will. That's my hope. Whether or not they do, I don't know. But, you, you know, give people a chance to, like you said, have a, a reflective moment about these people or about these events prior to the celebration of them. I think that's that's all good.
0: So in my experience of like YouTubing and posting videos, things like that, like there are some that I'm just super surprised took off, you know, like there are some where I'm like, oh, I think this will do really, really well. And, you know, it doesn't get the hits that I wanted to get. And then there's others where it's like, I'm just, I look at it, I'm like, I can't believe these numbers. You know, whether it's so I had this viral video, this is kind of just it aside, but I had this viral video on Facebook, I released it on Facebook. And it was about uh, an event that happened at a local place down the road from me. They basically built a turkey pinata and blew it up with dynamite. Okay. (laughs) And so I did a little video telling the story of uh of that event and you know and I when I went to it, I'm like oh this is stupid enough I'll, I'll I'll make some I'll take some footage I'll put it together as a little video I released it in like the darkness of the night because I thought I'm like <laughs> oh, I don't know if my followers will really like this but I thought it was cool so I'm gonna just release this well you know the next day it's got thousands upon thousands of views a week later <laughs> I had 125,000 wow. views and like you know, it had a thousand plus shares. You know, and, and so for me, I'm like, here I am. I make videos about confession and the saints, and those get three hundred views. And here is a turkey being blown up by dynamite, and it's gotten one hundred and fifty thousand views. But so that that was the aside. Let me go back to the spiritual now. <laughs> but but uh, so there was. Sometimes I do movie interviews with talent, or I'll what, or I'll do a movie review. So this was an interview that I did with uh, the, the story behind the movie, really, like the person who inspired the story. I did the interview. I loved the movie. I thought it was great. I told everybody they should go see it. I had some friends go see it. They're like, every time you recommend a movie to us, you always blow us away with the, with the movie. So um, so they went, saw it. So I did this interview. Well, it's got, it's, it's one of my highest grossing views in terms oh. of interviews. I did it. And then sometimes there's things that happen by happen chance. Like I interviewed the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of Apostles, about their new children's book. It was for the podcast "How They Love Mary." I released the video, and um well, that at the day after I released everything, that was when the news broke. their Their founder was incorrupt. They thought they moved her body, and so. So that video, because everybody was typing in Benedict and Sisters of Mary, lots of views, again, thousands of views on that interview. So it's interesting to me that sometimes the things that you just are doing and you don't think they're going to amount to much, well, then they end up surprising you. So I guess that was a long, long story to get to the (laughs) question of, do you have some videos like that where you're like, why is it that this video has gotten so many views? as compared to other videos like is there a video that you did that took off that you're like i don't know why it did
1: uh yeah there is i i'm blown away by like i said before about the question about the jagermeister i think that's funny to me it tells me that they're maybe look more interested in what's behind me than what i'm saying but um I don't know how many views I even have on my episodes. Honestly, I don't look at that. I don't I have no clue about it. Like I said, if my mother in law keeps watching, I'm going to keep producing. So I don't know if we have hundreds or thousands or tens. I don't know, honestly. Um, I suppose I could find that out easily enough, but I just, you know. Um, sure. But we, we did an episode a while ago, a little over a year ago, I think about a young lady named Czeslava Kavoka who was uh, murdered as a Catholic Polish young lady, a teenager, young teenager in Auschwitz in 1943 and um the reason she came to mind was emily my producer my friend and colleague um sent me a picture of her it was for lack of a better description like a mug shot that was taken um Mm -hmm. there was a gentleman who was a jewish photographer at auschwitz who was forced to take pictures of people before they were executed and it's like a mug shot profile front etc and this young lady you could tell she had been crying. Her face was swollen and marked up, and she was Polish. She couldn't understand the German commandant's commands, and so it was a woman, a female guard, roughed her up. Well, she had these piercing blue eyes, and he remembered her. Fast forward several decades, she she was killed. She was, she was murdered. And um, several decades later, there's a Brazilian artist, a woman who uh, specializes in colorizing photographs. And she's colorized photographs of the likes of Mark Twain and Abraham Lincoln and uh George Custer and and people of that nature. Well, she found these photographs, or these these photographs were were discovered after the Holocaust had ended, and she colorized Cheslova's picture, and it was it's nothing short of haunting. And I used the episode to talk about <clears throat> in in a way martyrdom, I to talk about um. Man's inhumanity to man, and that 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 this young Catholic woman was murdered. And uh, in in the um, it wasn't just Jewish people. Obviously, the majority were Jewish people in the Holocaust. But but that one has has resonated with a lot of people. Again, I have no idea how many people have watched it in terms of numbers. I honestly can't tell you that. But I do know that a lot of people have commented on it, and it's one of those episodes that Emily tells me people keep checking out. So. Uh-huh. when you put something on YouTube, you know, you tag it, you put Holocaust, World War II, whatever else. And so um, those tags are there. So if there's a student somewhere who is doing a research paper on the Holocaust and types it in, that's going to be one of the things that they see. And maybe it's something they click on. And you know what, if people are learning about that, and it somehow can help to educate people about what that a little bit of a little slice of what the Holocaust was to humanize it, we get lost in the 6 million number but here's a real person who really lived that you can get to know to me. um, That's pretty profound. So that would be my, my long answer to your, your question.
0: (laughs) So that episode or that edition of fish on Fridays is in your top 10. It is your number six, your highest, sixth highest grossing. Let me just, maybe you'll be surprised by this. I just went to your channel. I, I typed in, or, I went to your videos, and then you can sort it. I can sort it by latest, popular, or oldest. Here's oh. your top 10. Okay. Looking tour of the National Shrine Grotto of Our Lady of Lourdes.
1: Is this number one or number 10? Number one. Number one. Have you ever
0: been there? It's in- uh, I have been, yeah. And I have Beautiful. been. I've taken footage there. And... You and I both ignored the sign that said, no photographer, like, no professional. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just an amateur or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's over in Emmitsburg. Yeah. I gave a talk yes. up in Baltimore for the Legat. Okay. And I went to uh, another one that's going to be in your top 10. I went to the Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seaton. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Um, on the Road of the National Shrine of, or On the Road. So you that must have been, like, kind of a, a series you did the walking tour you do on the road so on the road at the national shrine of saint philomena is your number two wow Uh oh uh okay so it started playing number three caravaggio's <laughs> saint jerome writing yeah that, that's your third Your, we'll do your top 10 just for so you all right number four is walking tour of the national shrine of saint elizabeth and Seton. so the walking tours are
1: there's a there's a a theme here the 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 walking tours aren't a series but if i know i'm going someplace my wife or a friend of mine someone will film me at these locations but
0: clearly those are the those are the ones people like this one will be funny And, and this happens a lot you know so your number five is Welcome to Fish on Fridays. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the very first one you did. <laughs> number six is Chesulawa Kowoka, or the one you did.
1: Chesolava That's the one I was just talking about.
0: Yeah. So number seven is A Poor Friar Who Prays. A Poor Friar Who Prays. So that's Padre,
1: Padre Pio. Uh,
0: your number seven is St. Florian, the patron saint of firefighters. hmm Number eight is Our Lady of Lavon. Yeah, number really nine really is cool. On Location at the National Shrine of St. Therese of Lisieux.
1: Another and beautiful
0: place. 10 is Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal, released just one month ago. Yes. So a video from one month ago is in your top 10. Wow. A lot of times when you do like the top 10, it's because you have a lot of history. So that sure. you know, some of those videos were from two or three years ago, but that's because you've had two years of people searching and finding, right. and watching. So, so that's how that happens. So, so that's your top ten. I'm curious, like, what was your experience like at Briggsville? What do you think of that? You know, um, the National Shrine of Saint Philomena. I did an, I did an episode on this podcast, just the audio version, uh, with, um, with the lady that's kind of the caretaker of it. Um, sure, it's kind of nice just to hear her story. But what was your thoughts about that place?
1: Well, in, in full transparency, my wife and I and our children were on vacation in the Wisconsin Dells, and somebody had mentioned it. It was like an afterthought kind of a thing, and I'd never heard of it. So I looked it up on my phone, and I found it, and I said to my wife, can we go find it? And uh, if it's, you know, if it's something I can film, you know, would you film me? And so we we went there, and we went into the church. We looked everywhere, tried to call. There was a contact like number there. It As you know, it's not a shrine per se as much as a road stop attraction kind of a thing, um, but there was nobody there. So I couldn't interview anybody, Um, but you know it was one of those episodes where we just kind of like let's film and 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 do what happened. You you know take it from where it is, and and I liked it. But if there's one episode of all the ones we've done that I want to do another one in addition to, like maybe here is about the life of Saint Philomena a bit more in depth, or just to recapture it because um, she's one of those wonder worker saints that I don't think. That people might not know enough about, and um, she's fascinating to me. In, in and you can always tell when a saint is important when other saints are pointing to that saint. Mm. You know, Saint John Vianney loved her. Saint um, Saint Pius, Pius X the loved her, and you know that. T- so that tells me something about Philomena that um, that I just not that that episode was bad. Was was bad? I don't think it was. I I just think that there's I wish there was more I could do another one I could do about her because I'm just so enamored with you know uh, her impact um but that was very if there was one episode that was really organic it was kind of like we showed up we saw it it's like here filled me (laughs) and my my wife just filled me and that was and we just went with it so it was um I love the little statue there it's got all the symbols So so you could tell the story from the symbols from the artwork and that's that's um you know that's pretty cool
0: yeah, it's a very beautiful little shrine. I have some friends that live in Wisconsin Dells. So I always kind of go go out of my way to visit there. Kind of because it's one of those like Catholic guilt things, probably, but it's like <laughs> I should do this. Like there are things you should just do. Like if there's a shrine, you should just go to it. That's my that's my <laughs> approach. That's my thought. So uh yeah. They have I-
1: signs all over the place pointing to it. So they're very proud of it.
0: So I just happen to show up there, you know, once a year or whatever. Um, yeah, it's not my intention to go on pilgrimage, but I was like, ah, I should pray. And and kind of my thought there is like God has something in store for me, even if I don't know what it is, but I must go in order to receive whatever it is that God wants to give me. So, right. so that's why I would go to a place like that. So right. Cast your yeah. nets
1: wide. That's keep doing it
0: yeah so that's great now uh i'm curious too this is like a beside behind the scenes moment for for you and i like uh how how many takes does it take you to do one of these things um i've gotten better <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: in, in the early episodes in the early episodes it would take two or three takes um i would i would start and then i would stop the video and then i would pick it up again and then you know the editing process would blur them together if you will or blend them together um recently it's been a lot easier. There's, you know, you, I'm sure you can relate to this. You get little tricks, um, in terms of how to get through in one take. It doesn't mean I don't have my bloop, my share of bloopers. Um, sometimes in fact, people don't watch through the credits at the end of the credits. Sometimes Emily will tack on a blooper or two, um, Yeah, If you go to the episode, for instance, on Our Lady, the 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 walking tour of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, at the end, there's any number of bloopers. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just it's fun. And that's OK. That's all part of it. So that's that's what happens. I'm assuming like I said, I'm assuming you have the same kind of.
0: Yeah. So a lot of my stuff like right now, uh, we're in the Christmas season. I decided to try to do 24, 25 videos on Christmas movies and uh, just watching a Christmas movie and and giving a take on it, like, what did this tell me about God, or, you know, I just did one on Candy Cane Lane, and I posted the video, someone gave a comment, like, it's not a Christian friendly movie, I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay, I get it, like, I, and I, at the very end, I did say, like, these are two things, like, I was kind of disturbed by as a believer, right, but, but I want to know, did I miss something else, whatever, but, but, like, in that, in Candy Cane Lane, like, just to say, well, they talk about the the true meaning of Christmas, but they don't understand what the true meaning of Christmas is. It's the secular true meaning of Christmas. Like it's right. values, it's like family or whatever, but but it's not the true, the true meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus. So, so, you know, that was my take on Candy Cane Lane. Like you could talk about these things, but you're not actually getting to them. So, right. so like, I'll do videos like that, like right now. So I'm doing this little series. So, but that'll take me um sometimes it'll take me six tries to do it all in one take mm-hmm. and then you're like oh i'm at minute three and i i just had the little oops you know and yeah. so i just redo it and, and whatnot yeah. so, so if you go on my phone then you'll see i'll delete them <laughs> eventually but you'll see like the seven takes it took me <laughs> to get to, to the content
1: I can totally relate i can completely relate to that you know your your point about watching christmas movies is a good one you know we're, we're i tell people all the time at, at the parish where we we need we're in the world but not of the world we need to you know the, the ship is not the you know the, the idea that we um we should critique the culture and look at it through the lens of our faith you know that's that's really important um so even if it's not ostensibly or overtly catholic or christian um we can still see it through that lens. You know, that's what I try to do with art. There'll be episodes coming up where there are pieces of art that don't look anything but secular pieces of art. And yet there's a, there is definitely a Catholic um, view to it, you know? So that's, that's, I think that's important that we do that.
0: Well, that's great. That's wonderful. Well, it's been so wonderful to talk to learn more about fish on Fridays, which is your YouTube channel, kind of the things that inspire you to, to do the videos, how, how you go about it, you know, and so that's one of my objectives, you know, as I do this episode, is just to share what you're doing with other people, because I like spotlighting different Catholic creators and content makers, and and uh, we all have something to add to the mystical body of Christ. So, you know, there are some people out there that might look at it and be like, well, no. Why would you promote somebody else? Because if, they, if they're if they watching Al McCulley's Fish on Fridays, well, then they might not watch you. But to me, it's like, well, he has something to offer uh, maybe. And he fills up a lacuna or a void that I don't cover. And so so that's why I, I am all about sharing Catholic creators with people. And uh, so, I, yeah, I fell in love with what you're doing. And when I found out you're a Wisconsinite and all these things, <laughs> I'm like, this would be a good episode, I think. And for me, I think, you know, it's kind of enlivening to speak to someone else that is kind of doing the other kind of, you know, low key, if you will. Like, you know, we're not like a Bishop Baron that has, you have more people helping you than I have helping me. (laughs) uh, So so it's like, we're we're kind of like low key production. And so um, it's just nice to kind of maybe inspire each other in the work that we're doing.
1: I appreciate it. I'm very grateful for the time, and I'm I'm I've been doing research on you and and your books and and uh, your apostolate with Mary, and um you know we've done several episodes on Mary because you you can't go wrong, boy, talking about Mary that's for sure. So, but I appreciate the time and and the highlight, and I will do whatever I can to uh to return the favor to, to point people in your direction as well it you know two things can be true at the same time you have you have a reason for your apostolate as well as well as you know I do and so let's build each other up it's not competition it's building up
0: yeah that's right and I have a feeling that we might have a collaboration that coming out wonderful. together uh sometime in 2024. that would be great I would really enjoy that and uh maybe just uh one last thing just share about, you know, how they can find you on the internet. I don't know if you just have YouTube, maybe you put it on Facebook too or whatever. So, so how can people actually find the content that we have just talked about for the last 45 minutes?
1: Well, yes, I do have a, we uh, have the YouTube page, of course, fish on Fridays with Al McCauley. We have Facebook, we're on Facebook, same, same name fish on Fridays. And um, we have a presence on Twitter as well. Um, that would be under my twitter handle which is punmanal, p u n m a n l punmanal. um but um you know it's it, that's it i'm not in instagram or the other things those are the only ones i really know of and i can i can n- navigate successfully so um but that's where they can find me and um, i hope that uh, people will look and watch the the videos
0: <laughs> yeah you you know you might be surprised by this but i would bet you would be able to get some good traction on instagram maybe so, yeah. um, and then if you, so I do Instagram, uh, just to share the life of a priest, et cetera. But, uh, when I do a travel video, so, so for me, my travel content, I brand it as father Edward visits. And so, oh. um, you know, when, when, like, I think, uh, we're, we're recording this the week of the immaculate conception. So I right. believe I'm going to do a video on the basilica of the immaculate conception. I think I have enough footage of the place that I could piece okay. that together Uh, That day. And so like, I'll just go to open AI, you know, this is using artificial intelligence, but I'll just say, create me hashtags for a Catholic travel video about the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, DC. And it'll give me like 25 hashtags that I use. And I don't know if they're effective hashtags or whatever. I don't know if other people are using them, but but I've noticed that they help in terms of viewership and all that stuff. So so uh, I, I so I'll put that up on Instagram just to see what'll happen with it. So so I wonder if maybe you could get some traction on Instagram. Yeah, but it, it's good I think to to discover your own platform, what you're good at, the the ones you want to use. Like people tell me all the time, you should be on TikTok, and I'm like, no. Yeah. I, I have zero, absolutely zero interest on being on TikTok. And okay. um, I don't have time to learn it. I don't want to figure it out. I'm just comfortable. Like, I'm a point and shoot guy. Uh, right. So, you know, I don't want to have to edit. I don't know what all goes into it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you're interested, it could be another avenue to explore in the future.
1: I, yeah, I appreciate that. One of the things that's been interesting is there have been any number of teachers who have used the content. Um, right. I, yeah. So, I'm, you know, five, 10 minute videos to start a, a lesson on a school or on a Friday in a classroom for theology. I think it's, you know, if that's helpful, that's, that's a great, that's, that's a surprise, but I'm very happy that that's, that's one of the ways it's being used. So yeah, I'll check into Instagram though. I, I, I agree with you though. I have zero interest in TikTok. nothing at all with it to do that, but I'll look into the Instagram thing. It's a good idea.
0: Yeah. And then it, I don't know if you said you had a Facebook page or not for, yes. for the, yeah. So you could actually, Post it on Instagram and cross post it to Facebook. So you could actually be posting to both at the same time. So it's just a a little insider information. Appreciate that. I'll look
1: into that. That's for sure.
0: People listening along. So, well, (laughs) great. Very good. So I'll be sure to link to everything in the show notes so they can find you on all the platforms that you are currently available on and uh, that they can have their serving of fish on Fridays with you, Al McCully. So thanks so much uh, for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Father Edward.